The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844 430 Four three five seven. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Boy, do we have a special episode for you today with plenty of guests. But before we get to that, of course, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, who's feeding us here today, and they feed you at all of our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try any of Angelo's award-winning pizza and you're not at one of our shows and you want to maybe even try something else on their menu, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks, of course, to SmartMark Video, who videos every single one of our shows. They get all of that for you, so you can download on MP4, purchase the DVD, all of that available, including past uh, AIW shows, going deep back, find everything, including best of DVDs, all at SmartMarkVideo.com. And finally, thanks to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all the same for you, whether you're trying to start a small business or just do something for fun. Take a look at their catalog online at jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. That's right. And that voice that you heard is none other than Brian Carson. He will be joined on this episode with a roundtable of the AIW students as you've come to know them as we really talk about the AIW Academy from its beginnings, how everybody got here, and so much more. Carson's going to be joined on this episode with the Weird World. Uh, both members are here, Alex Worldwide Keller. It's too, it's too bad that this is just a uh, just an audio podcast because my eyes are burning from the cigarette smoke right now. <laughs> single goddamn window open it's a beautiful fucking night we got cross breeze you're good to go buddy. i don't i don't feel the cross breeze wait those glasses don't do anything what the fuck and just remember this is sauceless worldwide folks yeah this is the only way he was allowed back on the podcast yeah so i made that decision for non-pod well the podcast helped but yeah <laughs> listening to yourself helped i haven't listened to him can't won't you just saw all the tweets <sighs> i was I- told things in hindsight I've been told many things in hindsight. I think I know exactly what it was, and it was this quote. I think you should leave. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, someone pulled a gun on me at work, and that took that fucking image out of my mind. So, (laughs) Luckily. You should... The other quote, Thorne, would have been, shut your mouth until you have something smart to say, then you can talk again. 
I talked again. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Of course that. you did. Well, Jaya Mercy, I talked again. Also also on this episode, as I said, Weird Body, Evan Adams. Uh, also, one of the voices that you heard already is Dominic Garini. This it should be noted, this is the first time that he will be sitting across from Worldwide on a podcast since that fateful day. Uh, hopefully, it goes a lot better. Uh, also, Joshua Bishop here and the Prince of Broadway, Frankie Flynn, who, yes, the he is being kept separate. From the weird world. And he also has a fucking glittery mask on. <laughs> you, look, you talked about this not being a visual podcast, but there's so much that people need to see. We might have to start streaming these, these ones live. I don't... On Twitch. I don't know what the... Connected everywhere. I really don't know what to make of this. <laughs> I, think, I think we got a good... Uh, I think we got someone from like kind of every era of, uh, yeah. of the school. Yeah. I mean, the first... Well, so people who have been here the longest, right? Weird, weird body. Bo- so uh, I guess we'll we'll go to Weird Body because Weird Body was the first fucking person I saw day one of uh, of training when we're getting ready to open it up, and I go well, like I was like, "What the fuck are we getting?" <laughs> I, I look at him, I go, "Are you eighteen, man?" Yeah, I brought my ID just in case. Oh, I was no, there was not a chance that I thought that you're 18. Oh no, yeah, I you just, look so different. You had short hair too. Yeah, yeah, my hair's really grown since then. You're uh, the first. You were the first person there. Yep, I was the first motherfucker to pay, PayPal you guys too. So it's a, it shocks number me that, one. It shocks me that you had PayPal. Yeah, I had it. <laughs> not, <laughs> not no more, man. <laughs> so how how do you wind how do you wind up there? You know, we talked a little bit about your carnival past, but you know. Like how do you, how do you get to uh, how do you decide like this is where I'm going? You're you're the first fucking person there. Well, I mean, like I said, uh, like my original plan was join Jakarta school, um, but then you know the the carnival deal went down. Woke up one day uh, a- after a few days after I had mentally decided that I the carnival wasn't for me. I was just gonna my plan there was just move back to Cleveland, uh, just kind of go with the flow, see what happens. Um, and then two days later, you guys, uh, you know, there was that press release. Hey, we're going to open up the school with Johnny Gargano. I'm like, Pff. and it, it was like, what, 1500, which is like a few, few K less than uh Chikara school. So I was like, you know, the stars aligned, uh, training on a budget, dude, training on a budget. Yeah. Cost um, of living's a little lower in this town. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I got, you know, shorted on pay after the carnival. Um, and then I had, uh, maybe like 150 left, uh, sent that 125 through the PayPal, lived on 15 bucks for about two weeks until the school opened. Um, and that was it. And then, that was it. Then your career was off and running. <laughs> yep. Then, now you're living large. Yep. And then fucking back then I was just Evan, man. And fucking a few months in weird body came. So yeah, that's weird. Found myself. You found yourself. Yep. That first class I think was, uh, I think there's probably a lot more fucking connection amongst that first class. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all, I don't think there's been anyone else who started at, because we all came in from scratch. I mean, minus Daniels and Singh, who had a little bit of training. Um, uh, but everyone else has just started at ground zero. I mean, I don't think, like, that was, what, four, I mean, we had, what, seven guys in total or something? Um and no one, there hasn't been, you know, a max joining that. I mean, there might not have even been like two students who joined. You know, there's been right. students who joined around the same time, but not same day. They're not all on the same 
learning A to B to C. It's someone has someone's learning A while someone's at C, while someone's at E, while someone's fucking. And we experienced our first dropout a mere few days later. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Uh, uh fucking. Uh, funniest part about the whole deal was after after the very because we had the first day where uh you know we had that Greg Iron pep talk if you, so to speak. Um. And then the the first actual at, uh, day of training, getting in the ring, doing the first day drill kind of deal, um, you and Biggins put him over. You were like, we you, thought Steve was the guy. Yeah, you were like, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing, but it was like, uh, uh, you know, fucking, you, you like you have the most potential or something like Biggins that. Biggins loves. Steve. Yeah, Biggins loved. Steve loved was him. the first Biggins guy. Oh, absolutely. And then he and just, we'll we'll learn how that went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally next next time in training doesn't come back. Came out of the, he came back like came one back time. for one more yeah uh, he came back a promo for promo day more. yeah he came back for promo day then he came back and tried to get back in the ring and uh, didn't go too well for him no but who's the so who's the second guy there was Flynn or Carson and Kaplan uh it's Vargo Vargo yeah Vargo oh, yeah, yeah Flynn Flynn it is it is childhood friend they sign up together they go in together yeah, yeah. Alberti too oh yeah, yeah Alberti was there. Oh yeah, yeah, Dustin Alberti, man, he didn't make it too long. He had to pay for that smart car, brother. That Mercedes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, like, I I think that's probably the first memorable thing uh, where all the students bonded was the day that uh, Dustin Alberti quit the school. <laughs> oh yeah, that I really feel like I honestly feel like that was a moment that like unified you guys. Oh, absolutely, because you guys, the speech. Yeah. Stood and looked at him at, with pure hatred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's cool. Like real life got in the way. Just fucking, you don't have to give us a big. He wanted to give that speech. Like it was just like okay, like fucking, you know, pay off the contract and leave. But he he asked specifically to give a speech to a bunch of people who were just like he wasted valuable training time. Really, that's what yeah. he did. Like, and it I, never ended. Yeah, it, it really did it. Consistently going on and on. He had like ten different excuses, like fucking a wedding, Mercedes engine in his smart car. Yeah, like so many things. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. Like, you don't want to be a wrestler. My favorite part about his whole one month tenure is uh, at Absolution, like all the students had to come out and uh, break up Elgin and Alexander. And I remember being in the ring and him pushing me out of the way to like break break these guys up, like <laughs> like. He had to get that spotted. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey. I like Dustin. Yeah, he's a good guy. But, I mean, fucking... Pro wrestling just isn't for everybody. Yeah. Flynn. So, how do, how, how do things... Obviously, your 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 buddy isn't here any longer. Yeah. What, what's your story? Where do you stem from? Because you guys owned your own ring, right? Yeah, we, we owned our own wrestling ring. And uh, we had it set up in our backyard. Uh, before I came to AIW... I was gonna gonna go train at OVW. Uh, my plan was uh, to essentially just drive down with him. He was uh, Vargo was gonna train with me, but he was gonna still live here, and he was gonna go back and forth. And uh, what, my what mindset was uh, to go down there and just live in WalMarts. <laughs> I and, love it, and like parking lots, and and just train, uh, and then just live in his car when he drove down. Uh, Thankfully, I didn't have to do that. Uh, you guys, how far? School. How far did you get in the OVW like uh, recruiting process? Uh, we sent in our applications. Did like, that cost money? Yeah, it was like uh, like fifteen dollars to send oh, in the application, and that's we still had to work, send in, like, man. Pictures and everything like that. <laughs> you had to get a license too. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. to apply for AIW. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. We just accepted everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We had a. There was like a. I'm trying to think of of the the term of of like a physical. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah getting a physical to, to too, do yeah. and everything of that nature. Uh, but thankfully, uh, you guys opened your school. I got to stay here and and uh, just live with my grandmother and help her out whenever I could. Yeah, like my favorite part is like everyone came in with these like preconceived notions of like what they were gonna be as pro wrestlers. Oh yeah, yeah. Frankie Flynn was like the Thunderbird from Thunder Road. Yeah, he's Frankie like fantastic. I'll yeah. never forget Sit this. On it. I'll never forget this. And I like, I'm shocked that I like Flynn at this day because at this moment when he said this, I hated him for <laughs> all eternity. I feel like you hated everybody. Yeah, like, yeah I'm. I'm, I'm uh, Listen, I, I I don't think it should be an easy fucking. I don't think it should be an easy road, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, where Biggins was just, he just loved everybody, just being around and had like, it was like it was like his like social like yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, that was like going out for him. To me, I was just like, I was always the bad cop because yeah. Biggins just wanted that fun with everybody. Didn't want to train. Like just wanted to talk and fucking tell stories. But uh, anyway, I fucking hated Flynn with the fucking fire of a thousand suns when uh, we go like, he was just like, yeah, my name's Frankie Flan- Fantastic. And I said, what? <laughs> and he said, Frankie, Fran- Frankie Fantastic. He's like, yeah, I'm like a greaser. Yeah. Um, you know, like he had all this, this character, like all he mapped trunks. out. Yeah. Trunks I made. Gear. He had I gear made already and everything. Yeah. And, uh. I was like, no, that name sucks. <laughs> and he's like, I have to be Frankie Fantastic. I said, why? He said, because I have a tattooed on my back. Look. <laughs> and it said Fantastic across his shoulder blades. And I went, I fucking hate this guy. This guy, this guy is not going to make it. Like I told, I said, this guy is going to, he's gonna not making it. Like this guy is totally oblivious. He's not me. I'm so <laughs> fucking Frankie Fantastic. I already got it tattooed on me, man. It has to be my name. Tell that story. Did you have the tattoo prior to coming up with that name? Does it come from somewhere? Or did you? were you so sold on this gimmick and this character that you went out and got the tattoo before even going to school? Well, uh, the tattoo was kind of a kind of like a weird tribute thing that I did to a, a friend of mine who passed away. Uh, we, uh, we were like throwing the football around. Uh, and he like threw it and a, a car was coming and somehow I, I made the catch and got out of the way of the car. Uh, Fuck. It, it, was, it was like, it was the real hell kind close. of catch you play in your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, God. I thought that story was going somewhere else. Yeah, you yeah. let off and you're passing away and then you're playing football. Yeah, no. Wow. That really took oh, That went dark. Yeah. 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 But so anyway, I think, you know, and we'll get, we're going to get to Carson because in a second, but, uh, what made like i think what made me turn the corner on you is when we started doing like these things where we had everyone we're getting like it was before we were even doing the presentation skills where it's like just talk tell us about yourself whatever and like and like you basically said that like your brain was like born on the outside of your head or something and like (laughs) i was like what the fuck yeah, That's why this guy thinks his name should be fantastic. <laughs> He's got a brain problem. <laughs> I, uh, I was born without a soft spot. Yeah, I had uh, craniosyntosis. And you have a steel plate in your head. And you explain yeah. you explain this whole story to us. Yeah. And Ben Carson did your ben, surgery, Ben right? Carson, yeah. yeah. Dr. Ben Carson, who ran for president. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of things he said. 
as good for president. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but hell of a surgeon saved my life. Gonna catch heat life. from Duke on that one. No, let's not get into the politics. Worldwide's oh. in the building. But uh, yeah, so then you know uh, the other guy here representing like the first day is uh, Carson, who he came with two other friends. Yeah. Yes. What a crew. Yeah. Motley crew, if if there ever was well, one. Yeah, I guess you can call us that. I mean, <laughs> the Mayfield Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> so how so how do you how do you find your way to the school with uh, with with two childhood with friends? Two childhood friends. Yeah. Oof. Um. <clears throat> Well, me and like you know, obviously the other two guys were Kaplan and my buddy Steve, who's famous for his Tim Donst uh, promo. But um, I was, uh, we had been to a couple of uh, events. We went to the, we went to Gauntlet that year, and um, we were. I was working late. I was. They wanted to go to jail it that weekend, but I couldn't go because of work. And um, I remember at work, Steve called me because I knew they all went there, and he's like, "AIW starting up a school, man. Uh, we're gonna join it." And at first, I was like, "We? Like, what, what's this? What is this we business?" He's like, "Yeah, me, you, and Kaplan." And I went, "Oh, okay. That's that's. Those weren't the two it, people I was thinking of." <laughs> and I remember this because the Jollyville Fuckets like recruited Kaplan out at a jailet. Like he was wow. just all fucking drunk and was talking. Uh, and uh, they were like, "Nasty Russ was like, they're opening a wrestling school. You guys should sign up." And then he just sat and he fucking talked them. He. Nasty Russ is really to blame for fucking Kaplan, <laughs> or really to thank for Kaplan. I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll rephrase that. But uh, I, I, I'll never forget it. It was in the hallway at Turner's Hall, and Nasty Russ is just talking to these fucking guys, and it turns out to be Kaplan and Steve, and he is just on them about fucking joining the wrestling school, telling Kaplan, you know, you're a big guy, you know, like you should join, you know, this is a big man's industry. You should do a split-legged moonsault. That'd be awesome. Uh, I don't know if he told him that, but. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Nasty Russ was, like, was openly, like, going after Kaplan in the hallway of the jail at. (laughs) (laughs) Recruiter, man. Uh, And, um. So when he told me that, because I had been talking about training for, or like I was like Flynn, I was going to go to OVW too. Like I took my physical and I got my license and I had like all set up to where I was going to live in an extended stay for 10 weeks and, and all this stuff. And then he told I, me that. I, I love that this, this AIW school is just cost Rip Rogers a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so he like, he told me that Johnny was running the school and I knew who Johnny was. I, you know, seen some of Johnny's matches. And so, um. I remember when we went for the first day for like the Greg Iron uh, pep talk. Uh, Kaplan couldn't make it because he had to he had to work. And uh, Steve and I are driving there, and uh, Steve looked up the address at Turner's Hall on his on his phone because I didn't I didn't remember how to get there really because every time I went there I had to go there late because of work so I didn't you know it was at night all the time so we're going there and Steve falls asleep in the car. On the way there? On the way there. He fell asleep. And so I'm just driving on 90. You know, I don't know where I'm supposed to get off or whatever. Uh. And I look over, and there's Steve fucking sawing wood in my passenger seat. And I had to wake him up. And I'm like, Steve, where are we? He's like, I don't know where we're at. I was like, Well, look at that. like, look on your phone, man. And it's it's telling him like to turn around and all this stuff. So like, we passed it like by 10 miles or something. Oh, like. We were like yeah. almost in Avon. We had to like turn around. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, Cap, we told Kaplan what it was like, and he's like, Yeah, I I can't. I'm all set to go. And then I remember when we went to the first training center or the first class. We get there, and Steve's in the car, and he's like, Hold on, man, I'll be right there. 
And I look in the car, I'm like, Steve, what are you doing, man? He's taping up his wrists. He's got like this multicolored like wrist tape. And he's like, you know, making, and he's like, you know, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready to do this. And I'm, and I'm, even I know, I'm like, Steve, we're not going to like get in the ring and start, you know, doing matches and all this stuff, man. He's like, well, I'm just getting ready. I'm just getting ready. And I remember that's one thing Biggin said too. Biggin was like, look at this guy. He's got his tape, his wrist tape already. <laughs> he's ready to go. So yeah. And then, um, uh, Steve lasted two classes in the ring. And then one day of promos, and he just decided that the other side of the guardrails is where Steve belongs in, in the world of professional wrestling. But I'll Captain, get you double on Thursday. Double on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, double on he, Thursday. when we did the first day drill, he couldn't do it. And he told Johnny that he'd have him double on Thursday. And then Thursday just never came. Yeah. <laughs> that was We're it. We're still waiting. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, there was like... A, and then, you know, so we pretty much had like a set crew for the most part. Mm-hmm. Of that, Solid six. Yeah. After, you know... Alberti quits, and uh, Steve n- just never returns. And then we start getting guys that are popping in for like they're like ready to trade, but uh, they don't last too long. Like Nick, uh, I got Nick, this. Nick, I got this. Yeah, yeah. wore Jordans to training, <laughs> doing it. But uh, I, I think like Turner Hall was. I think it was a good place to train, but it wasn't my favorite. Like, what did you think of Turner's Hall? I know Weird Body. What did you think of it? Uh, very, uh, you know, nostalgically into it. Um, and, like, it was great because it was also just kind of the mystique of uh, uh, Cleveland wrestling history. Um, there was, you know, it was where we ran shows. So, uh, you know, for the first three months, all we had to do was carry the ring downstairs. Then we got a training ring, and all we had to do was tighten the ring ropes, you know? Ah, uh, that was nice. Um, and then, like as a building itself, loved it. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Um, oh my god, I didn't even tell you this uh, before. On the way walking over to uh, Worldwide for this uh, apartment, you know, you know who crossed the street with us? Who's that? Fucking Mike. Mike. Mike, the um, fucking oh, janitor. That guy's still alive. Yeah, dude, we just saw him. I was, he was looking good, man. Yeah. He didn't even have the neck beard going anymore. Yeah, like, to him? A, no, absolutely not. I was like, I didn't want to say anything because, like, it was just like, it blew my mind. He I saw no, him in the wild. No, he was known as Igor. Yeah, Igor, man. From the Kepler uh, used to call him Chester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was known as Igor, but uh, so two things that just popped in my head concerning uh, concerning Igor. One was the night that. Because a couple times we'd be training and people just walk in off the street and it was real yeah. shit. Yeah. So like real, like we might die at this moment, you know? <laughs> and then one night we were downstairs and I don't know if, I think it was me. I heard something yeah. and like we all go up there and then tra- <laughs> the training class turned into a ghost hunt. Yeah. But we find Igor's room and he just has fucking... Uh, he had like weird porn all there was over the so place. So much porn in that guy's what room. What was it? It was like some porn of a uh, Snow mean, White or Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Oh, like dude, that. it was like Josh Singh's Blu-ray collection, dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was just rails of this stuff. But like, I remember it was. I didn't some, get to see it. Like, no, Weird Body is like onto something. It was some kind of like specific type of. Porn. Oh, it was fetish porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't I, just like yeah. brazzers or anything. I remember like you that. guys mentioning something about Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it was and something then like Kaplan that. tried to take it. <laughs> And then another thing that popped in my head is uh, our like w- 
sometimes a key to get into Turner's Hall wouldn't work. So there was that one time where we couldn't get in at all, and Johnny just had training on the playground. Yep. And uh, it was basically just Kaplan backyard wrestling himself. Yeah, that was great. And then fucking Daniels was saying we're just doing flips on the ground. Yeah, they're doing like parkour weird shit. Yeah. And like Kaplan was just climbing up the things that were really tall or like rolling in the broken glass that was all over the <laughs> children's park. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide Keller here to tell you all about what the Thrift Store Jobber has for you this week. You know, the only heart I've ever met was Teddy Hart. But you know who was the king of hearts? And was not a nugget? Never? Not even for one day? That's Owen Hart. And we got a great WWF shirt. Looks about 97, 98, somewhere in there. Size large, brand new. That's right, this is Dead Stock, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find it at Thrift Store Jobber on Instagram, on Etsy, and you can use the promo code WORLDWIDE to get 10% off any order. I, my, pers- my personal favorite training session is when we went to like the fucking chop shop place. Uh, which was that was that was the next spot. Oh yeah, the fucking um, you right know, there on West Twenty Fifth. The garage. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have like any like? Do you guys have any specific Turner's All memories though? Um, I mean, the ghost hunt really sticks out. Ghost hunt I, was probably the best story. I mean, just kind of fucking it fell into decay. Uh, yeah. at, while we were still training there, where the uh the water got shut off, the, the water the got, got shut, shut off, off. Uh, the heat got shut the off, the pipe started bursting. Yeah. yeah. And I remember it was one day only me and Weird Body showed up to training. Oh yeah, Kaplan had work. Everyone else, the, the, the parking lot was like snowed in. Dude, too. It, yeah. it was like it was like ten degrees in the building. Yeah, you could, you could see your breath. That was that was the first uh, uh, day of, uh, back from breaking my wrist. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was too. wild. And Johnny just looks at us. And he goes, "All right, well, what do you guys want to do?" <laughs> we're just yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you want us to? And he's just like, "Well, why don't you guys just like have a match?" Yeah. And I went, "Okay." And I remember I took like, the first time we bumped. Like after like in our match or Ooh. something, I like my back just felt like I bumped on like a frozen lake. Yeah, I, I think I remember saying something weird. I was like, "All right, we're not bumping anymore. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna work eat on each other yeah. or something like that." The Turner's, but, the Turner's Hall era made me fucking hate Kaplan because like, <laughs> yeah, we were like tenants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like this fucking guy thought like you didn't there's, understand. That. There's no rules. Like, yeah, I'd walk up like. I'd walk upstairs and Kaplan is just spraying a fire extinguisher everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we don't own this place. Yeah. Like we're renting it. Like we have to do a show here next week. And he's, <laughs> and he's just like, just anything he could find or like, he wanted to steal that horse that was upstairs. He wanted to steal it. I remember every time he's like, I'm going to take this horse one day. <laughs> yeah. He knock over. He knocked, he, he would just knock it over instead. Yeah. One time. Instead yeah. He, did. he just it, yeah. knocked it over. Yeah. My favorite was when he did practice promos, he would just find a hardcore weapon and beat himself yeah, up with. Yeah, he would yeah. just break shit. Like, <laughs> but sometimes it was like, kind of like expensive shit or like a yeah. part of something that he would just find and like act like it was junk, but it was like, 
it belonged to something yeah. and he would just like break it and he would walk into like that long hallway where the bathrooms were yeah. and he'd just come back with shit like he'd find like a two by four he'd find like a rusty nail he'd find like all this <laughs> yeah. like, and he's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this in my promo I'm like no don't use that dude you're gonna need a tetanus yeah. shot this, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is gonna be bad because I'm remembering my hatred <laughs> for all of you guys hey. well, like at the end of the I forgot hall. that I hated Kaplan because I love Kaplan but man <laughs> yeah he fucking pissed me off when he's fucking spraying that fucking fire extinguisher for no <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that hall which is probably where he got all the weapons there was just like a random black hole oh yeah the the entry like the like the elevator to hell or something yeah. they called it the endless yeah. black pit yeah Turner's Hall is a dangerous place Dude, man. like there's no way that that place was zoned to be operational then like uh, no. you know there's just like holes to fucking go outside like pits to nothing like yeah pure danger Amen. But my favorite thing is when we moved out, we took every bit of fucking wrestling memorabilia we could find, including like the Cleveland All Pro training sign and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure fucking everybody hates when we have to go to the storage unit and all that fucking junk is in there. <laughs> no, it was just in the back. We fucking shoved it all there. But fucking, uh, my favorite place was the fucking garage. Oh yeah, man. Which yeah. I That's feel still my favorite. I feel this is this is like this is exactly where, like, w- when you talk about becoming a pro wrestler. Uh, this is what it should have been, and uh, look at like the Turner's Hall conditions were like you guys were spoiled compared to this fucking garage. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we fucking Turner's Hall is closing. We have nowhere to go. We fucking we're gonna put everything in storage, and then I fucking find this fucking nobody would rent to us because nobody would rent to fucking a, a, for a wrestling school. Like yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. I find this one fucking place on Craigslist. It's just a fucking blank garage unlabeled i go and i fucking talk to him there's like motorcycle parts all over it and shit pretty sure it used to be a chop shop it's right next to the projects yep and it's can and we're told that we have to share a bathroom with a massage parlor aka a fucking illegal rub and tug uh it'd be locked all the time too yeah and uh this I love this place, but I'm sure you guys fucking hated it because in the winter time I hated it. Yeah, was, winter time sucked. Yeah, there was no oh, heat. Rained. There was no heat. There was fucking holes in the tin roof ceiling. If it rained, we were screwed. We couldn't train because it'd yeah. be puddles well, in the ring. It wasn't that we couldn't train. It was pretty much anything that involved moving a lot that pretty much wasn't <laughs> chain wrestling just wasn't gonna happen. No. And, and then in the wintertime, there'd be ice in the ring, too. Ice in the ring. And then uh, in the summertime, if we open the garage door, the little kids from the projects would come and throw rocks at us oh. and uh, full cans of pop and fucking run away. I fucking hated those kids, man. Oh, I wanted to jump that fence and, and fucking winter, chase we, those kids down. And in the winter, we had the John Taffer bar, bar side heater to try to keep it warm. Yeah. But Yeah, that was like God that was the worst investment we that ever did made. nothing. I mean, I think nothing. maybe Biggins and Thorne got that, but... Uh, What's that? You felt that uh, heater more than any of us. No, did. it didn't work that didn't well, dude. Because if we weren't doing something in the ring, we'd we all sit next to it and try to warm up, and it was not working, dude. But no. this, is, we, but we blew so much money on propane on that thing. God, we, every other day, we were buying propane. But uh, worldwide, I guess you know we'll we'll go to you, sober worldwide. This is <laughs> this is where uh, you know this this is where you fucking come into the picture. And this is January 2015. Let's uh, you know let's hear your story. Um, well, I don't know. I'd been like fucking around in uh punk and hardcore and music and shit for like years and years. Then uh decided to fucking 
get into wrestling for some fucking reason. I uh, moved into, uh, I moved, actually, me and old Pete, not Duke, but push-pull Pete, <laughs> my hetero life mate, we uh, moved to Philadelphia. And actually, fun fact, it was either Louisville or Philadelphia. Man. So we all, it, there's some fucking alternate timeline where we're all just fucking brothering it up down in OVW. <laughs> Us and Miss Hanna. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Eddie. Hey. But um, it all could have happened. But instead, I was like, I'm going to go to the Chikara school. So I was like, I'll move to Philadelphia. And if I don't go to the Chikara school, it's Philadelphia. There's 800 other fucking wrestling schools. And uh, I was uh, losing, you know, like uh, just working a nine to five and fucking dropping a bunch of weight. I dropped like probably like 50 pounds in like three months. This is the the John Thorne WrestleMania diet, right? Yes, that I gave him. You can look it up in uh, John Thorne's uh, Twitter somewhere way back there. Just drop an egg in that some bitch. I think it's on my Instagram. Yes, but uh, it was a hell of a diet and dropped 50 pounds in three months, so anyone can try it out. Just got to nut up and get yourself a Planet um, Fitness membership. Is there something else involved to lose those 50 pounds in those three months? No, I was fucking diet? sober. I was drinking maybe like once every two weeks. Well, I was, I'm not talking about drinking. Oh, no, there was nothing else. Okay. <laughs> no, that came later in the dark period. Sir kind of sugar. The white light shines bright, brightest in the darkness, brother. And uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that also in another like alternate timeline universe, you and Weird Body both may have been at the Chikara school, and we still could have potentially had the Weird World. Or we would have just given up after never getting out of the uh, Yeah, we fucking... would have never debuted at Chikara. Yeah. No way. No I had way. a hell of a gimmick ready for Chikara, though. Mass deal. The bull shark. It was going to be a half bull, half shark. <laughs> and uh, fucking, you know, I could just, and it would give me an excuse to suck real bad because I was already thinking ahead. I was being realistic. And um, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd get tagged up with people and they'd be real mad about it. And they'd be like, this is bull shark and you know it. <laughs> you know, they'd be having a birthday party. Oh, I'd just goodness. walk in, knock the cake off the table. Ah, bull shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little risky for Chikara. Man. Yeah, well, you know, it'd be like pushing that edge. But, you know, it was like my best shot at a fucking Chikara gimmick, all right? If anyone steals that, I'll fucking know. That that would have gotten you in the PWI 500 right there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> weird body. Before he continues his fucking rant, do you think that do you think that the weird world exists anywhere else in professional wrestling? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, besides fucking a backyard fed? No way. <laughs> but luckily... <laughs> Luckily, we are smart enough to get professionally trained, uh, and we recommend anybody interested in pro wrestling to get professionally trained, uh, preferably at the AIW school so we can break in that cash. Uh, And more ring crew. Yeah, ring crew for sure. More slave labor. But no. (laughs) Weird World is is absolutely uh, an AIW-only kind of product. I think we are the... If you boil down AIW... To its very core, it'd be the weird. So world. Do, you, do you think? Do you think you train anywhere else? You 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 even wrestle a match? You know what? I mean, no, <laughs> absolutely no. Uh, maybe at Chikara if I fucking uh, worked on my body a lot more. Um, but other other than that, I yeah, I feel like a lot of people would have. I feel me like you have small. a tattoo that might have opened a door or two. I don't know. Maybe, man. What do you uh, so What do you think your saving grace is in the AIW? Chandler Biggins, that's for sure. <laughs> he was my brother. Uh, he uh, 
took a liking to me for whatever reason. Um, I feel I feel like in that first few months of the training school, uh, I think I mentioned something about Bill Watts no top rope rule, and I think that was like a little That's more. It. That was, yeah, that was a little more advanced than like anybody else uh, in terms of like just wrestling geekdom. Um, I think Biggins popped for that, and then ever since then, I just kind of he would like anytime I had to get merch, uh, you know, he would pick me and he would be like, "Hey man, rent my trunk." Um, and uh, yeah, we went to Chicago and I was hand picked to go. He he didn't want to go with anyone else, but uh, me and you, Thorne. So that was bad. That that turned out to be a bad week for me, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, that was not not good, but uh, hey man, it happens. It happens. Let's get back to let's get back to worldwide. All right, story. so I'm out in Philly after the bull shark. After the bull shark. After the bull shark. This guy's a real bull shark artist, you know that. But um, could have done a million and one things with this thing. But uh, anyway, TM. put a TM after that every time you say it. Trademarked, motherfucker. But um, <laughs> anyway, so. I was planning on getting down to 200 pounds. I went from like 280 to like 230. Then I like went back uh, right around my birthday to uh, visit with my like girlfriend at the time and like friends and shit back in Cleveland. And uh, at that point in time, uh, one of my best friends killed themselves and uh, I found them and it was a whole ugly deal. And that basically like right there lit a fire under my ass like where I was like, all right, I moved out here to train. I'm going to fucking train. And I uh, joined the goddamn CZW school. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was all right. And uh, then I got concussed to, to fuck in training. And uh, then very quickly in like a span of like a weekend, decided to move the fuck back to Cleveland. But and then it was left alone for about two years of like just getting reacclimated in Cleveland and working and doing the thing and then uh joined the fucking school and this this shit got real dark accidentally <laughs> like this whole podcast what yeah. the hell is going on here there's a welcome to there's wrestling. a method to my madness <laughs> so what leads you to the AIW school uh well i remember i saw something on the twitter i mean i had been going to AIW shows as a fan since i want to say abso in 2012 that was the deal where you uh had your ret- first retirement match right yeah yeah and uh yeah i was there and then i was a very drunk fan for a number of years uh after a while i remember this yes biggins uh look back on aiwarchives.com and uh find out how bad worldwide was way back when charge it to the underhills (laughs) oh he's an nxt now he can't hurt me You people can tell hole in the ground sperm boy to fuck off, all right? I ain't doing no extra work. And I'm waiting until 205 Live takes a dive. Anyway. <laughs> they need wow. those tall, those tall job guys to make them care about the short guys, right? I'm Nobody? saying 6'6, six, six, 170 pounds, it would be hilarious. Anyway. Fucking that's a whole other deal for the Patreon uh podcast. I don't think that you should ever tell that story. Never, ever. Like I said, Patreon. We got to put that thing like deep, like dark web paywall. Like what? Like the $500 donation level of Patreon? Yes. Putting that on the Silk Road. (laughs) Bitcoin. Come at us. But um, where the fuck was I? You're in show to school. So you're you're drunk at shows. Oh, yeah. Just being a piece of shit. They already like were calling me worldwide because I was hashtagging everything worldwide because I'm sort of like the co-director of a uh, fake real skinhead gang. 
sharp skinheads against racial prejudice, eat a dick, Trump, and neo-Nazis, alt-right, and any other little boner assholes. But I don't, um, I don't think I don't think that, like the general like public is aware that like skinheads aren't Nazis. Uh, Nazis. Oh well, uh, their roots are in England. Just listening to R and B and ska and reggae and shit with uh, a bunch of black dudes. So uh, that's where it goes back. And uh, anti-racist skins have existed since racist skins started popping up in the late seventies. By which point, skinheads had already been a thing for like damn near a decade, just being some beer drinking hippie haters. But um, Knowledge is power. Yes. But your your head is not skinned. No. Well, that was always the joke. But I did have a shaved head for years. I almost shaved it fucking the other week when I was losing my mind. I think late summer is when I chop off all my hair now. But uh, I, rem- I remember you popping around at shows at uh, Turner's Hall, and I would yell, worldwide. Yeah. Because you would fucking... Uh, You'd leave, me, com- you'd leave me comment. You'd leave me comments on Instagram. Oh yeah, I was basically just cutting goddamn uh, fucking Basement Boys promos, which is also what shoved me into wrestling. Was I was in a band with like maybe six. Like we got a third tape in the works, but that's like two years in the hole. But uh, yeah, we had like six songs of Doom basically, and it's like two and a half minute songs, and me just talking five minutes of shit between every single song. Doctor Dan felt my wrath. If memory serves. I think Matt He's Riddle might have felt my wrath. Dr. Dan anymore. Oh, Doctor Dingleberry, what's going on? Doctor Dickhead, Doctor Dick Dad. I was Doctor. I, I was I was at that show. I was at that Basement Cocker Boys concert. Rockingham. I was at that Basement Boys concert where Doctor Dan was there, in which you started throwing full beers at him as hard as you could, <laughs> and he was nowhere close to the stage. You just fucking like a hawk. You just fucking. Well, you so, know, I am an athlete at the end of the day, so. Uh, you just zoned in on your prey, and you just started fucking full, just full twenty-two ounces, man, right at his fucking. I just head. wanted a whiskey ginger, and he wasn't bringing it fast enough. Yeah, so you just threw fucking your full beers that you already had at his head, and I never. Poor Doctor Dan, fucking uh, in his uh, Yale fucking uh, society upbringing. It looked real nice, uh, with his fucking polo shirt in. It's his fucking punk club. Fucking now that's class worldwide. Fucking throwing full beers at him. Never seen so much culture shock in my life. That's uh, that's what I live to do. I just live to take things that don't belong each other with each other and just slam them the fuck together. And I was doing that back when I was like booking bands and shows and shit. And uh, here we are right now. Yeah, so that's why we're all in this apartment right now. Yes, and uh, after me came the Dom, Dominoki, as I would call him, Stop back in those days. You never even talked about like yeah. going to the school. Like you, you're trying to say you talk for yourself here. Yeah. We'll get to me. Well, I'm not. I am not nearly as interesting as you. Oh come on. You've, you've talked about everything else, but like what? All right, so I started the school. Uh, fucking introduce myself. But like, no, like how how, how do you decide <laughs> that you're going there? Like. Oh, well, oh, well, I had uh, two options, and uh, option one was the AIW school, and uh, option two was one Ricky Shane Page's school. Now, I'm very happy I made the choice I made now, but what it came down to way back then was I had a real piece of shit car, which Hot Sauce Entertainment might or might not have had killed, and... um, Right. And I had a real piece of shit car, and I live in Lakewood, which is directly to the west of Cleveland, Ohio. Back to that fucking hot sauce entertainment story. (laughs) He's going to give you the... I think Hawkins might have been involved, too. I don't know. Did you call Border Patrol on Tyson Dukes? Hell no. I wasn't sure. I mean, maybe I've never fucking narc, man. I I haven't called a cop. I've never called a cop for the car. 
Last time I called a cop, I had a fucking gun pointed at me, and the time before that, it has, I don't know what the fuck when. Which was recently. Yes. That's a whole other story. But, um... Anywho, uh, yeah, his uh, Ricky school was in North Royalton, which is about like 20 minutes away, 20 to half hour away. And the AIW school was one 15 minute bus ride on the 26th from my place, which, you know, fucking I was like, my car works right now, but I don't know how much longer it'll work. And uh, so I went with the uh, sure thing. In worst case, you could have even walked from where you live. Yes. I mean, it would have been like... Like four mile oh, walk yeah. somewhere in there, but yeah. So I went with the uh, you know if public transit was better in uh, the Cleveland metropolitan area, maybe I would have ended up at Ricky's School and I wouldn't even be on this damn podcast right now. But as it is, oh. God bless the twenty six in my shitty car. We would have missed out so much. So, so yeah, talk about your first day. How? All right, um, came in was fucking. Th- I was very quiet. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't say shit. Barely other was than that, was that true? To everybody else who was there, I didn't say much for. I was pretty quiet for a while. They seemed pretty quiet. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was just getting acculated, you know, just trying to show respect and da 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 da. Yep. You know, don't play yourself, and uh, boy, have I. But <laughs> fucking um, yeah, did the first day drill. First fucking try. And uh, so to anyone else out there that can't hit that shit, you know, I, I, I'm i pretty sure everybody in this room did it on their first try worldwide. Well, we're all still here, aren't we? True. That's a fair point. So congratulations to us elite athletes that we are. And um, Frankie Flynn trying to steal my thunder. You know, you're lucky I even let Frankie. you in my house after the shit you perpetrated upon me, you ignoble son of a bitch. Frankie, but, su- Frankie suggested that Worldwide may not know what elite athlete means. Athlete. I'll take athlete. All right, you want to fucking... I'll meet you in the middle. All right, all right. Quit getting distracted here. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Uh, first day drill. Fucking got to learn shit. And also, I feel... I'm really happy for our newer students now. Because now we have the Monday, Wednesday beginner class and the Tuesday, Thursday, like intermediate advanced class. We did not have that when I joined. And I was just one human jumping in on the school. Did you not? No, no we, we didn't. We started that with like when you joined. Oh. Yeah. So what did you get tossed into when you uh, Well, I mean, they were just taking me through like rolls, bumps, like, you know, like shit. And then it was like, oh, here's the arm drag. And my fucking arm drag sucked. And like... I like remember like a week later, like, you know, we were going through some shit and everyone was like doing all these fantastical moves. And I was just like, can we go through that arm drag again? <laughs> and like, <laughs> I think uh, Johnny was like out on booking somewhere, but Daniel's like, he paid his money like everyone else. So, you know, let's do fucking arm drags. And uh, we did arm drags and, you know, it got from dog shit to like just kind of shitty. And uh, then it just moved right along. And uh, that's why I'm jealous of all these kids that have, like, the fucking beginner's class where, like, you know, you're not just, like, thrown in there. Meanwhile, Dan came in, like, a month after me and accomplished himself. Was he after very... you? I thought he was before a little bit more. No, no. No fucking no. You want to talk about my heat, my early fucking visceral blind rage heat with Dr. Dan. I was that say. motherfucker came after me. But... This, Man, this is this is a whole. This was oh uh, yeah, he a came big, This is like the beginning of like Jim Thorne, just a big piece That's of drama. Right. Yeah, Doctor Dan. All right, because I was like doing random things, like you know, I'd bring like a fucking case of water to the school or this or that, and then fucking like 
A week later, Dr. Dan would do the same fucking thing. And all of a sudden, he's getting fucking his like balls fucking cuffed by every motherfucker in that goddamn school. <laughs> hey, man, school. that's just part of an exam. He's used to it. He's yeah, used yeah, to yeah. It. And fucking, I saw him. I saw him. We were fucking hauling that goddamn ring out. He's just fucking talking to this vet, that, that vet. And I'm like, that's cool. But we got a fucking ring to move out. Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. And uh, yeah, the heat built. And it, I mean, probably greatest recorded promo I've ever done. So yeah. Uh, there you, is that. You, you can like, look it up on the AW YouTube. You're kind the of, weird world is living in complicated times, something like that. You're kind of like a ring crew general. At, King of the ring crew. Yeah. Uh, at mm. what point did this happen? Because you're already bitching about Dr. Dan. Did you, well, like, did you take... Uh, I mean, I've like worked like fucking like concert security at like fucking like Peabody's and the Agora and like other fucking spots. And like, you know, we've had like set up like productions and shit. And the easiest way to get shit done is to get shit fucking done. Just like fucking hustle, like fucking do it and get it goddamn done. Then you can dick around all the fuck you want, but you got to get the goddamn job done first. And I just had that. That's another thing I'm fucking happy about. I think I was like 30 when I joined the school. And if I joined when I was 20, wouldn't have lasted past like a fucking week. And if I made it past a week, I wouldn't have made it past six months because my work ethic was like complete dog shit. Another thing you hated about Dr. Dan was that he started after you and he was picking things up quicker than you. And, oh, absolutely. And you were very you were very resentful about that, too. Here's the thing. My whole thought <laughs> process on training was, you know, Dr. Dan went from like kind of like zero to like a good solid 45 you know, pretty, you know, pretty quick. And, uh, me, you know, he like was like learning, like I wanted to like learn my ABCs so I could spell cat dog, (laughs) you know, maybe move up to words like effect pussy, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then finally, what was that last one? Pussy. (laughs) Yeah. Like a pussy cat. But, um, (laughs) All right. Hey, I got neighbors downstairs with your fucking stomping on the floor. Yeah, she gave me a lap dance the one day. <laughs> no, that's a one over. This is a Nicaraguan family. Great people. But, um... Oh, good Lord. When did you learn how to spell that? After, after parties? <laughs> Nicaraguan. Before the... Thir- before the and I see. Before the end of the 36 Chambers, I was uh, at a strip club and... Uh, you spell Catholic care. This fucking... This... Gir- this this girl was like, what are you guys doing in town? Blah, blah, blah. And we talked about wrestling. She goes, oh, my neighbor is a wrestler. He's like some kind of crazy guy. He's got a mustache and blonde, dyed blonde hair. I said, is his name Alex Worldwide Keller? She said, yes, that is. That's my That's neighbor. That's what it says on a birth certificate. <laughs> gave me a hell of a Alex discount. Alex W. Keller. How about she gave you a... But first, she, she introduced herself to us. She... Gave you one name, and you said, oh, is that your stripper name? She's like, no, that's my real name. And then as soon as we were like, oh, we know Worldwide, then she gave us the real, real name. Yeah, she goes, oh, tell him Britain said what's up. And I said, that you just told me your name was Angel. Worker. She worked. Bless those strippers. So, Worldwide, did you have any like preconceived notions of what you were going to be as, like in the ring? Oh, a thousand. Bull shark. Yeah, I got them all. Well, I had the bull shark fucking... Oh, I thought I was AK-47. Like this evil Southern heel. I oh, thought man. I was gonna be evil A. We already hit oh, evil A. That's we have old, like, one of those now. You were gonna be a dirty Southern heel. I was just like a dirty son of a bitch and ass heel. And, Out of this uh, world, Wade Bishop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Thousand. By the way, I gave Josh Bishop his last name. Anyway, we'll get to that later. And what are you, his real father? You marry his ma? Because I hear this gain shit's gonna fuck you up, man. <laughs> 
Listen here. It's leaked. His mom listens to this, brother. Papa Bishop, anytime, any place, oh, let no. me know. No. I'll go somewhere else. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the brawl for all is all said and done. That was all a, a fucking Machiavellian scheme to get Dr. Dan put through a fucking table. So your anyone big, that was yeah. bothered. Your ultimate big revenge. Yes. I got him. <laughs> So who knows what weird gimmick match he's going to start pushing that I'm going to tell him will never happen. I mean, I wanted to get back. I wanted to get back to the fucking to the spelling, you know. Oh yeah, but like I'm saying, like you know, like just like learn this, 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 and then fucking move on to this, 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 and fucking. But then it was like, all right, church, taught you a fucking body slam, backdrop, and uh, arm drag. Everyone's doing crazy shit. Let's do crazy shit. Now it's just like. And it was that point in time that I realized that I thought a lot about character shit and promo shit and uh, in-ring. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really a silly, dumbass fucking... But, you know, my brain works in weird ways. And uh, so let's get back to these preconceived notions of yours. Oh, um... Hold on. Flynn has something to say. (laughs) Uh, Was this also the time where a fallaway slam was your only move you could do? I could do a fucking uh, burrito slam, too. too, brother. Yeah. It was, it was but yeah, really- yeah. The running joke was, "Oh, fall away slam is worldwide's finish," and uh, you know, I'll let T two keep still, up that I one. I say, still big Twan Tucker. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. He you didn't add that. It. He didn't add the flying burrito until months after. Yeah, I, I was at the academy by the time flying burrito yep. came into play. And uh, you know, I just learned like you know maybe one move every like three to five months. Like recently, I got that German, and I've been having a good time with that. And uh, so let's hear your fucking preconceived characters. Let's hear them all. Oh, uh, well, I just had like. Do we have old... time for all of them? No. No. <laughs> Give us the best two to three. Oh, well, no. I just had uh, like, it was like going to be the amoral one, evil A, Alex Keller, or Alex Worldwide Keller, the king of wrong style. I was. What was that going to entail? Just being a dick. Okay. <laughs> all right. I was uh, amoral, so I was beyond right and wrong. <laughs> Oh, that was all one character. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. Okay. It was oh, a real long-ass name. All right. All right. But now let's get on to fucking Dominic Garini. Gargini. Oh, yeah. Gargini. Mr. Gargini. The bone collector. Dominoki. I, I met you, Dom, in the hotel room. Uh, that sounded weird. But after everybody was partying after Geek Fest, and all yeah, I remember well, is, this dude, top 10, top 10. We're not going to talk about that story. <laughs> well, that's we'll we'll leave we'll we'll skim cliff notes to that story because that's kind of how I really got ingrained in AIW. But um, obviously, from my background, I come from this competitive jiu-jitsu background, um, and at a point, I just got really burned out of competing. Uh, my coach was a real dick, and he pushed me a little too hard. It got to the point where I resented jujitsu. I would still train, but it was one of those things that. I didn't really want to do anymore. And through that time, I was always like a big pro wrestling fan. Like originally before I ever thought about MMA or jiu-jitsu, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. And just pads got crossed and I got into this jiu-jitsu world instead. Um, and like Kevin Steen was always my favorite like wrestler when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I started following pro wrestling a lot more once he got signed by the WWE and I followed everything like that. And I was at uh, the Raw in Cleveland where he powerbombed MGK off the stage. And that night, I found the AIW school. Um, I sent an email. And from there on out, um, showed up at the academy. You, I feel like you're, you're kind of this one of the students that like this, this uh, walk, like, walking encyclopedia 
of old school wrestling and everything else, you had to have endeared yourself to a guy like Biggins pretty quickly. Well, I think once Chandler Biggins discovered that uh, there was more to my name than having the same first name as Vin Diesel from The Fast and the Furious, <laughs> um, and he finally started to see all of my wrestling knowledge, that uh, me and Chandler became very good and very close. Yeah, friends. that was it. Oh, your name's Dominic. Oh, cool, man. You're gonna do a race. You're gonna do like a street racing gimmick. Yeah, that ended quickly once he saw my busted up 2000 VW. Oh, Gold. he was so disappointed. He was he, like disappointed. He wanted me to have like, like a Honda Civic. Yeah, or like an Eclipse, like a Mitsubishi Eclipse, just like ripping it through fucking Detroit Avenue. Yeah, he was so mad. He thought everybody named Dominic was like a streetcar racer. <laughs> no. So you failed on that end, but thanks to knowing about wrestling, you yeah. were able to to forge that there. Yeah, and like I guess I'm lucky that I kind of came in at this time where like this grappling style is very popular. Because uh, I came to wrestling ten years ago, I would have probably not be afforded some of the opportunities that I've been afforded thus far. And you kind of rolled in with a couple guys that bowed out <laughs> relatively quickly, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like I remember my first class that I showed up to. Um, we had the um, the wonderful King Jacob. Oh, King Jacob. Um, Thorne, is he still is he still on the comeback trail? I don't know. I didn't hear from him after that time. He told me he was coming back. Well, King Jacob was a uh, young man about 18 years of age from the Youngstown, Ohio area. Um, decided he wanted to run every drill as fast as humanly possible, which <clears throat> worldwide had that make you feel. A little upset. <laughs> so King Jacob would run every drill as fast as possible. Uh, had quite possibly the worst memory of any kid I've ever met. Um, right up there with Big Twan Tucker. I was going to say. Yeah. It's, no, it's right up there, Steve. Okay. Um, so that was that was the first person I saw. The second person I saw would have been one Matthew. Um, ah, Matthew Grant. Oh, man, he was sweet. Hey, Day. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot what his the name teacher. was. That yeah, the teacher. Okay. The teacher. Wow. Dean Douglas. Who was that other guy that quit? What, like, he rolled his ankle and then he, like, he oh, never came oh, back. Oh, Corey. Corey. And he, like, he, like, Corey, the one who was trying to sue. He's, he's yeah, trying he's to suing us because podcast pulled off a goddamn iTunes. Uh, yeah, he, he kept te- he kept flagging our YouTube video on the presentation skill sig that that was his likeness and we didn't have the rights to it. Little Even bit, though he little, signed a contract. Yeah, I literally know about that contract. Then there was Ill, Ill Mitch. Were you around for Ill Mitch? I was not around for Ill Mitch. I saw his uh, first day drill and last day drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was around for Bryce, though. Ill Mitch. A dark night. Ill Mitch, I convinced Johnny and Biggins. I was like, dude, this guy... This guy showed up with a fucking. Uh, he's got gear. He's a rapper. Uh, he's got, he's like fucking. He's doing freestyle raps. I was like, this is amazing. You should see this gear that this guy's got. <laughs> and they came and they're like, where is he? I go, oh, I was just fucking with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we of course had Ethan. No, I was gonna no, say. no, no, no. How are we gonna skip over Bryce? Oh wait, oh, let's yes. remember Bryce, who um, I'm pretty sure stalked Johnny Gargano at the gym Johnny worked at. Or not worked at. I'm sorry, worked worked out at, and then proposition about the school shows up to the school. Um, decided he wanted to be a mixture of Johnny Gargano and Batman was his gimmick idea. One day proceeded to send us a chat message that was gear that literally looked like Seth Rollins gear. And I think at that story we're gonna have to end it here to a to be continued because we're closing in an hour already. Damn. But we will record another session that will air at a later date or as soon as this is over. TBC, baby. 
Yeah, so that'll wrap it up for this episode. We'll talk to you guys next week on AIW's The Card Is Going To Change.